Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn side space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning again, everybody. This is Earl on Cars. Uh, this is Earl Live. You just heard our recorded introduction. And now we're pretty much up to speed this morning. We've got Stu coming in. We got Rick to my right, Rick Kearney, the certified diagnostic master technician. Very impressive, and he is very impressive. He knows about everything there is to know mechanically, electronically, and I said throwing computerized about automobiles. Got Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and also uh, the founder of the show with me uh, many years ago, my wife, and the female advocate. Uh, so we're up, we're up to full speed here. Um, Every show is getting uh, more exciting to us. We have a new feature. Uh, if you haven't tuned in for a couple of weeks, we're going to have toward the end of the show, around 9.30, we're going to have a, the Big Dog Ranch Rescue Dog of the Week. Very special feature. And we will introduce a doggy that is needing a loving home. And we'll have the camera on him and we'll describe him and ask you to help us find a home for the dog. So that'll be in the second half of the show. And of course, the major event, I sometimes I forget to mention it because we do it every week and we kind of take it for granted, which we shouldn't. Mystery shopping report. Um, something very unusual. Uh, some people would say scary. Some people would say stupid. Uh, if you listen to the show and you listen to the mystery shopping report, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we actually name the names of dealerships around the country. Uh, we sometimes go out of state. Uh, we're venturing pretty far. We're in Tampa. Uh, the last, latest mystery shopping report was a Subaru dealership in Tampa. So we're, we're, we're stretching out. Now, we're in South Florida. We're in North Palm Beach, actually, Palm Beach County. And when we first started out, that was about it. But True Oldies has expanded radically. The True Oldies stations around South Florida, we're on most of them. So we're reaching, reaching way down to South Florida. And of course, our mystery shop, um, Agent Lightning, she wanders a lot. She wanders out of state sometimes, and wherever she is, she does a mystery shop. Very interesting. It tells you exactly what you are likely to expect if you go into this car dealership. And then we write it up, put it on our EarlOnCars.com blog. You can check the archive, and you can get recommended car dealerships. These did better, these did worse. The ones that did worse, we say, don't buy a car there. And the ones that did better, we say, consider it, but, but still be careful. And the essence of the show, and I, I know you regular listeners hear me say this too often, and you already know our phone numbers and our text numbers and the rest of it, but a lot of folks are new. We get, we're gaining more and more listeners. We're growing uh, quite fast, and a lot of this is on streaming, uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube. YouTube is our big gun. And uh, by the way, Rick Kearney is the 
pilot for the YouTube. He watches the monitor. He watches the YouTube posting. He sees what you say. And uh, votes on the Mystery Trapper, we get more votes over YouTube than anyplace else. So uh, YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And of course, uh, you could just uh, uh, check us out in our archives on any podcast. We have podcasts uh, of all the shows archived. A lot of ways to get to us. But we like the telephone, and I know that's old-fashioned, but we have some personalities out there that are really, really interesting and very uh, informed. And the regular callers especially, but we like new callers. And Nancy, by the way, will explain why we especially like female new callers in a minute. But our call-in number is 877-960-9960. And I believe we do have a caller, so I'm going to shut up and yeah, turn the mm-hmm. mic over to Nancy. Yeah. Uh, thanks for repeating that telephone number to everyone. And in just in case you didn't jot it down, it is 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. Speaking of personalities, uh, we have Howard calling in, and uh, he is a regular caller, and uh, he enjoys the show every Saturday. Welcome, Howard. Hi, Howard. Hello, Howard. Are you there? Uh, Good morning. I hope you're all doing well. Yes. Uh, That's great. Uh, The electric Ford, Tesla, BMW, Volkswagen, and Mazda... Mazda will remove the AM radio from new electric cars. Okay, now Toyota is not doing this. Uh, I believe it's because of interference. Uh, can you explain why Toyota is not doing this and all the others are doing it? Howard, that's a really hard question. Uh, it's, it's, it's a management decision. It's a uh, uh, every manufacturer has to decide for themselves. Uh, a lot of people, <clears throat> a certain percentage of the market, don't even think about AM radio anymore. Now, it's still used for emergency notifications and emergency <coughs> services, so there's the argument on the other side. Um, it depends, I think, on the demographics of the uh, auto manufacturer. Uh, if you have younger, if you have younger buyers, these younger buyers don't. A lot of them probably have never heard AM radio. They're 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 streaming everything they want. By the way, if they want AM radio, they can stream it. So, my guess would be, if you have an older group like Buick has older listeners, uh, obviously the electric cars like Mercedes and Rolls Royce have older listeners. They probably want to hang on. Toyota is kind of in the middle. They they're not young. They're not old, but it becomes a study of what is going to help us sell more cars? Every, everything that an auto manufacturer does boils down to one thing. If we do this, are we going to sell more or less cars? Are we going to make more or less money? So that's the best answer I could give you. I know it's not a very specific one, but that's all I can tell you. Okay, one other thing I, I, uh, I read. Toyota is developing an EV with a manual transmission. Now, uh, I don't understand why simulated. everybody... A simulated manual transmission. What do you mean by simulated? Um, there's not. There's no actual gears. There's not going to be a transmission in it. Um, it's an electric car, but for to make it fun to drive, there will be a, um, a gear shifter and motor sounds and, and haptic feedback that makes it feel like you're shifting gears. Oh, no clutch. 
Um, I don't know if there's a fake clutch in there, but um, <laughs> fake clutch. <laughs> but it's a fake. It's a fake manual transmission. They're they're doing it because, you know, I mean, a lot of you know we we hear a lot of calls like Howard. Howard, you hear the squirrels out there on the highway. I know you do, like I do. <laughs> when we pulled into the studio, there's some guy with his. Uh, uh, I would call them straight pipes or no mufflers. I, yeah. Probably not. Just but people. Uh, that's another reason why. I think people have lower IQs by these cars. That's just my personal opinion, but uh, it's uh, uh, they like to make a lot of noise, and uh, it's annoying as can be. It's the same. They're, they when they were kids, they were yeah. the ones that put the baseball cards in their spokes on their bike. Yeah. There you go, yeah. uh, Rick. You look like you want to say something. Uh, I'm I'm just laughing at the whole idea of, <laughs> a of manual, fake transmission. manual transmission in an electric. I, I guess I have finally grown up a little bit from yeah. my childhood days. Oh. All right, let, let me ask you a quick and question. I, I would love the idea, I love the idea of an electric car that doesn't shift, that simply goes smooth, yeah. quick, right. and steady, where and gets the, the job. Where you have graduated. We just want things to be easy. When you're yeah. a little bit younger, that's not the main priority. It's yeah. the finest priority. Hey, listen, you're wearing around the same age. Did you play video games or anything like that? I saw, yes, Like the racing yes. games, the, Howard, they Howard, get really good. Howard, when you were a oh, kid, yeah. we have a caller on. Yeah. Uh, Howard, when you were a kid, Tell me the truth. Didn't you like to have a loud-sounding car and kind of, kind of, you know, kind of go away from the stoplight and floor it, and everybody looks at you when they hear the noise? I always had a loud-sounding car because <laughs> I couldn't fix my, I couldn't fix my muffler. You know, I couldn't buy a new muffler, so I used to, I used to use the stuff from the uh, auto auto uh, stores. They you used to put uh, if you had a hole in the muffler, you. Put this stuff on it; it would last about uh, a month, and then it would make noise again. Yeah. So, so my cars are very noisy. But now I, w- I want to stump Rick. Rick, <laughs> I had a car in 1950 that I didn't shift. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't have a clutch. What kind of what kind of a transmission was that? Semi-automatic. Yeah, Volkswagen had that. I yeah. remember. Um. I want to say that was one of the Chrysler Torque flights, maybe that had the push button uh, transmission for the no, automatic Vol- transmission. Volkswagen had no, a shift on the no. floor, but no clutch. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they had a couple of those, and I'm God, what's the other one I'm thinking of? I know what um, you're thinking of. They had one I of them that was like a two-speed transmission. Now, it's a fluid drive. <laughs> fluid drive. Who made it? Fluid yeah. drive. No, no clutch, and you just uh, shift it. And, Who was uh, the manufacturer? It, 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 it was uh, Chrysler. Chrysler. 1950. Okay. Wayfarer. Go- Google it. Wayfarer uh, Dodge 1950 fluid drive. No clutch. And it was slow as hell. So did you have yeah. to pick, take like back off the gas when you shifted, or you just like just shoved it in the gear? I just, uh, on the brake, I put it in gear, and then, and then you know, there were three speeds. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was sort of like a stick shift that you manually shifted it, but it didn't have a clutch. You had a torque converter type that, device. That was like the, uh, the yeah. Volkswagen that Earl was talking about. Yep. For a little while, I drove a 1971 Super Beetle, um, and that yep. was, when you put pressure on the stick, it popped it in the neutral, allowed you to shift. That was the torque converter? Yeah, kind of the, the missing link between the... Uh, uh, your uh, automatic and your stick shift. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's called the, at that time, it was called the fluid drive. The if fluid, you Google drive. fluid like drive. Yeah. Yeah, great conversation, uh, 
Howard. Uh, we appreciate your call. We appreciate you listening every week. Uh, one more thing from me. Uh, as far as Ford is concerned, did you hear what they reversed the decision to eliminate AM radios? Yeah, they're going to keep the AM radio in uh, their vehicles. <clears throat> anyway, uh, just a little bit of information. Rick? And one quick note here. Tom Steckel from YouTube, he says, DeSoto Fire Dome had a fluid drive as well. Uh-huh. Which DeSoto, I believe, actually came from Dodge. They they split off as a, a faction from Dodge. Is that right? Interesting information. Uh, Howard, thank you for calling. And thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Uh, I always say every week, you know, we appreciate all of you. Uh, without you, uh, we wouldn't have a show. And you're very important to us. And we thank you for listening and watching every Saturday morning uh, from 8 until 10 o'clock. Take advantage of the phone number, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have Stevie coming in from Big Dog Ranch this morning, so you want to stay tuned for that just before the Mystery Shopping Report. And also let me get out this information for you ladies. Uh, you're very important to us, and you certainly helped us build a platform here. Win $50 this morning if you are the first two female callers. $50 for the first two female callers. Just give us a call at 877-960-9960. Any question at all that you want to ask or if you just want to say hello. There's a lot of news out there and uh, you may have seen it this past week so there's a lot of questions to ask. Again that number 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, there was uh, a little conversation last week. You folks who listened to the show last week, we were talking about uh, why Toyota named their electric car. What does this do to the BZ? BZ4X. In, in Automotive News, there's an article about why are manufacturers naming their cars so stupidly. And uh, it seems the engineers and the designers, you know, the tech people, they're not marketing people, yeah. but they, they say, I got a great name. And of course, if you analyze. <laughs> well, that one came from an engineer for sure. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. They're just sitting it, it in the little room. Precisely, it's uh, zero emissions. And yeah. it, but the only people that understand that are the people that gave it the name. It's, and to market a car, you have to have a memorable name. But uh, yeah. some of the names out there today are like, very forgettable. For, yeah. for, for example, let's talk about the Tiguan. The Earl and I have just sat in the car driving through Palm Beach County seeing the Tiguan. So, it depends on who you're talking that to. Sounds like a body Tiguan, part. Tiguan. So, does everybody know how they came how the uh, you know how they came up with that yeah, name? It's the thing We're that talking hangs down iguanas. In the back of your throat. It's a Tiguan. <laughs> We're talking uh, the iguanas. We're talking tigers. Oh. And all of it has meaning as to how the vehicle operates and what it can do to calm you and what it can do to accelerate you. It's so. a striped iguana known as a Tiguan. There you go. Very good. <laughs> um, I get confused by the Tesla names. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah. we're Tesla kind of folks around Terrible. here. You know what they are? You know what they are? Uh, they are, it, it was some little, uh, apparently Elon Musk has got a strange sense of humor. Yes, sexy. And so he wanted to, sexy. That's sexy. putting it mildly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Model S, 
and then the E for and he, and he couldn't do a model E because there was one already taken, so he had to do the three backward, the three yeah. for the backwards E. Yeah. Um, but the thing that drives me crazy about Teslas is they don't have the model name on the car, and I have a hard time telling the difference between a Model Y and a Model yeah. Three. Yeah. They, they're kind of similar. Of all the things, but there's no know, writings on it. If you if, exactly. if you have a sense of, of marketing, you know how important a name is, and how the manufacturers, these geniuses, these multi-billion-dollar corporations, and they can afford to hire anybody they want. Yeah. Why do they allow these names that no one can remember? But before we go too far, I'm not going to criticize the, the Tesla names because somehow they became the number one. In spite of themselves, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe um, it was like it's a part of the, the mysterious marketing. Like, what is that? There's no name on it. I don't, they talk about it. Got buzz going. But now they're the number one car manufacturer in the world, at least for now. And um, they could probably put the names on their cars. Yeah. That's my opinion. Exactly. Okay, uh, Rick? Um, Johnny C. Fraidley came in with an interesting comment here. He says, I heard that Florida passed a law that car manufacturers aren't allowed to sell directly to the consumer like Jim Farley wants to do with electric if they have existing dealers. Tesla and other startups can because they don't have contracts with dealers. And also, dealers can't do one price or maybe they can't advertise one price. I didn't hear about that part. <laughs> I heard about all the other parts. Well, yeah, you know, I I don't think uh, I don't think that's entirely accurate. I think I think they said that the manufacturer cannot set the price on the car with a dealer. Right. And of course, they never have been able to. Right. The they, dealer can set any price he wants. Yeah, the law was just almost. Uh, it's, I think it was just to get some attention to. I I don't know because it's that's been the law forever. And um, they just basically, I think, um, actually explicitly said you can't have had a, a previous franchise contract. Yeah. It's, uh, like Stu says, it, the law has been in effect for many years. And an uh, interesting story I've told on the show before, uh, Jim Moran, uh, you uh, car folks out there, everybody knows Jim Moran. Uh, he's passed away and he founded the distributorship for Toyota back in the late... Uh, 50s, early 60s, and uh, one of the wealthiest, you know, men on earth. And JM Family now is one of the uh, biggest uh, uh, corporations in the automotive uh, business. But uh, uh, he had a Toyota dealership. A lot of people don't know that he owned a Toyota dealership in South Florida, uh, and uh, they made him sell it because it was a violation back then. I'm talking about early 60s. They made him sell it because. A distributor or a manufacturer cannot sell cars directly. They have to have, according to state law in Florida, in all 50 states, you have to have uh, a dealer to sell your cars. That's how strong the dealer lobby is in the state legislatures and the federal legislature to be able to get that law into effect. So uh, here was the, the battle of the titans now, the manufacturers and the dealers and Jim Moran. So he went ahead and he built uh, got a, a Lexus dealership. Well, the law is he couldn't sell Lexus, that's JM Lexus in South Florida, largest Lexus dealership in the world. So Jim Moran lobbied the Florida legislature. There is one exception to the dealer franchise law that says only the dealers can sell cars, manufacturers can't, and that's JM Lexus. So there's only one in the world, <laughs> or at least one in the United States, JM Lexus. It's owned by Jim Moran, actually, the Jim Moran Group now, because Jim Moran passed away. But uh, 
Only dealers can sell cars. They get away with anything they want to do. Manufacturers can't tell them a lot of things, and one of those is the price. A dealer can charge you a million dollars for a car with an MSRP of $50,000 if he wants to, if he can find somebody dumb enough to pay the million dollars. Yeah, definitely uh, happening right now today, market adjustment. We're going to go to Stuart, and uh, Walter would like to chat with us this morning. Welcome, Walter. Uh, good morning. I have a, a 2008 uh, Toyota Yaris, and the antenna mast uh, broke in two. I've managed to tape it back together, but I was reading that either through rain or going through a car wash, there's a possibility that water could get into the headliner. Is that true? Uh, there is a slim possibility, depending on the design of that. Uh, if it's just a threaded on mast and a, the base is solid, then you're okay. But if the base has been cracked or damaged, I would either get that fixed or try to use some sort of an epoxy or something to make sure that it's sealed so you don't get water getting in through there. Does Toyota still make that? Because the dealership I brought it to was supposed to order the parts, and I never heard back from them. Now, that's a difficult situation because... Uh, one of the rules is that dealers are supposed to, or actually the manufacturer is supposed to make sure that replacement parts are available for a minimum of 10 years after the ending of that car and, or the ending of that part. And unfortunately, if that part was discontinued, you know, if it was from 2008 and we're in 2023, 15 years, right. Um, it may not be available any longer. Well, what I recommend you do is Google it. In fact, we'll do that for you here. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you want to Google that? Uh, you can find, uh, I have found, in fact, think about these people that have antique cars. Uh, we had a, uh, our, um, my father, the first car he sold in 1937, Pontiac. We bought parts for that. Uh, and if you really dig deep and, and you got this, uh, now we got artificial intelligence and Google, uh, you can usually find a part to do just about any car. You might have to pay yep. up for it, but uh, you'll usually find it sometimes even on Amazon. Uh, any luck on the... Oh, I wasn't Googling. I was responding to uh, yeah. someone oh. on Facebook. Okay. I, I would look, uh, uh, Google the part, but also look on eBay and rockauto.com. And also, believe it or not, J.C. Whitney sometimes... Even as, as old as they are, they sometimes have sources for different parts that can be used that can repair that as well. See, my only, my only concern is I would prefer to have the Toyota dealer put it on such that I don't run into a water leak, leakage problem. Right. Well, that's probably wise, but you could buy the part if you found it. You said the dealers you called didn't have the part, but if you supplied them with the part, then they'd have to charge you the labor for the installation. So really what you're saying is uh, the mast itself, even if it's snapped in two, chances are it's not going to leak, but it's around where the, the connector part is, could leak. Yes, if, if there's any cracks or damage, on the base where the where it's mounted on the roof there right that's what you want to look at as long as that part is solid and secure then you can replace that antenna mast um you should be able to find that mast for like 10 or 12 dollars online 
and it simply threads in. Yeah, I just Google. If it's it. just the mast itself, Walter, I just Google it, and there's a number of places, including Amazon, that carry Yara's parts. So there are a lot of people like you that are having the same uh, challenge, and there's a part. <coughs> there's a part out there. Just a question to find the right price. Okay, yep. and I've got another quick question. On the top of my roof are two rubber parts that go from the windshield to the tailgate on the left and on the right. The last time I went through a car wash, it sounded like a, somebody was hitting the top of the roof with a hammer, and I found out the right rubber part was separating from the paint or the roof. How do I get that back on? Just put uh, uh, some, like, uh, Gorilla Glue on there? Uh, that's called the drip, the roof drip rail molding. Right. And what I would recommend in that case, uh, it take a little bit of work. You may want to get someone to do this for you. Depend on how comfortable you are with DIY, but uh, uh, local shops or even somebody local can do it. You just pull that molding up. It basically, it's a snap-in place, but you're going to want to clean the bottom surface of it and the area in the track where it needs to go. And when you put it back down at the very ends of it, you want to put some 3M type double stick tape, uh, just say a couple inches on each end, so that it will kind of have an adhesive to hold those ends down. And the rest of it will snap down in place in that railing, and that'll lock it in. But you want to make sure that those ends are, have got some adhesive to hold them down in, and they'll lock into place that way. So it was designed to snap into place? Yes. But okay. with, with an adhesive on each end. Okay, one thing real quick, and then I'll let you guys go. Um, about three or four weeks ago, I saw online that GM is recalling over a million SUVs for airbag issues. Well, that's a big, uh, this whole airbag issue has is, is been going on for years and years. Uh, they're jumping on the bandwagon again. Uh, there's a fight now between NHTSA and the manufacturer of these airbags that is, uh, they're, they're fighting it. Uh, but uh, it's a sad situation. Uh, they're currently building cars with defective airbags. Manufacturers are doing that. And uh, it's just an unfortunate situation. I. Uh, uh, and it just keeps going and going and yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. The NHTSA own dictate is that they will make a decision on a recall within one year. They've been talking about this particular airbag for eight years. So finally, the government, another government agency, is going after the NHTSA, saying you can't be doing this. So it's a sad situation. Uh, uh, if you're concerned about it, I would uh, definitely. Uh, before I bought a car, I would go to uh, safercar.org, S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R.org, and you can put your VIN number into the car you think about buying. It'll tell you what recalls are outstanding out there. But in the case of this airbag, uh, the NHTSA is not issued the recall. So even uh, unless the recall has been issued, you're not going to find out. It's sad situation. we got to run. we got callers holding. Okay, but okay. Thank, well, thank you very you. much, Walter, for okay. the call. Yes, thank Bye. you, Walter. Our number is 877-960-9960. Remember, ladies, first two new lady callers. You win yourself $50 this morning. We are going to go straight to Palm City, where we're going to talk with John, who is a regular caller. Good morning, John, and welcome. Good morning. Speaking of obsolete parts, I want to mention that people don't know, Mercedes-Benz has a division. It's in Long Beach, California, run by Mercedes-Benz, 
with genuine Mercedes-Benz replacement parts. I'm talking about anything and everything. Really? I, I spoke to a man that had a 70, uh, 77, and he couldn't get the engine bearings. He got them through them. Wow. It's Mercedes-Benz directly, but it's a separate division. 866-622-5277. On Instagram, it's at Mercedes Classic Center. And it's actually anything that you want over 10 years uh, for Mercedes cars. What is that again? It's Give me that number again, please. 866-622-5277. Well, thanks. That's really interesting. genuine Mercedes authentic parts and replacement parts. And it goes you know, over the 10-year limit, which they're required at your dealer to keep. Well, how smart that is. That is really yeah. great. Oh, and it's directly Mercedes uh, parts. Yeah. Now, one other question I have, too. Earl was in business, and he remembers. We were going crazy in the 80s, maybe late 70s, on sunroofs. I mean, it was nothing but a headache. Mm. Uh, you would, a dealer would order a car, yeah. and there were companies that would actually install the yes. sunroof. There was leak problems. It was unbelievable. But it was a trend. Everybody and their grandmother, instead of a convertible, which they didn't make anymore... They wanted the sunroof. Well, one company is ahead of all of it now. It was just announced that a Prius Prime has a solar-powered sunroof, $610 extra when you buy the car. The basic price on that car is 32350 and it has the electric solar power, which, uh, you know, turns into, uh, it could uh, make you actually into your system or any other use that you want on it. Hmm. And it was just newly announced last week. It's called Prius Prime. $610 extra solar-powered sunroof. Wow. Well, you always have something for us, John. That, that's just amazing. Uh, but I do recall back when everybody really wanted a sunroof. Even people, you know, I mean, they purchased a vehicle with a sunroof, but then there were the crazies who decided they wanted a sunroof put in their car, and there was nothing but problems. There was a company called American Sunroof in California. The stock went crazy, the company yeah. went crazy. They were putting them in for the manufacturers on sedans and coupes. They, they, this, that only kind of fell out of favor in the 2000s. So we used a, there's a company down in South Florida called Sun Auto Tops, and they did all the sunroofs for all the dealers down here. And yeah, we had uh, we had problems with depend on depending on the car and how big the roof was. Like they'd have these, they'd cut a big old uh, roof, a whole one, and yeah, there were a lot of comebacks, as we say in the business, uh, with those. And they, they but they branched out into other accessories, dropped the sunroofs, and now they're um, just an accessory company. Well, yeah, you Toyota have, beat Elon Musk because why didn't he think of a solar-powered sunroof? Well, well, you know, uh, John, uh, Toyota had a solar roof on the Prius a long time ago, and um, I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah, was it, a, it had actually only one real function: that solar roof would power a fan ventilation that would circulate air through the car. So when your car was sitting outside in the Florida sunshine. It would stay about 15 to 20 degrees yeah. cooler inside. Yeah, it looked pretty neat. Um, um, and I'm looking at this thing. So this, we were talking about sunroofs. Now, this is a, a literal sunroof. This is 
the, the Prius thing. So yeah, it's I don't think it opens up, <laughs> but it's um, yeah. but it does charge the battery. It trickle charges the batteries. Yeah. I don't know how rapidly it does, but it looks pretty is cool. Is it true that it's or you can order it now for six hundred ten dollars extra? It is a six hundred ten dollar upgrade. Yes, John, but you can order it and you would probably get delivery um about three years from now it's it is the <laughs> slowest um produced and, and all of them the ones well it's all over in california there are most of the allocations of these like really tech things are going to the emission states so um, um and it's a low low production thing anyway so it's a really long lead time okay well, i like how poor customer that calls in now uh, a year and a half waiting for a toyota we, yeah we um if somebody calls in um for something like that, we 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 talk about other options, <laughs> and but give them a, an, an honest answer. It does take a long time. All right. Well, it's good to know about this Mercedes Benz, Benz because they're genuine parts and they're available. Mm. All right. Yeah, that's definitely. Really good info. Thank you so much. That's eight six 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 two two five two seven seven. Mercedes parts. And it's on Instagram too. Is it? Okay. Very yes. good. MB uh, MB uh, Classic Center. Classic Center. Thanks, We John. enjoy your information every week, John. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, guys. You're Thanks. welcome. We're going to go to uh, Fitz, and he's calling us from West Palm Beach. <clears throat> Good morning, Fitz. Yes, hello. Um, I have a question about an issue with my vehicle. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a 2009 Hyundai Sonata. And um, on the, the dashboard, is the lights and the ESC, electronic stability control light, stays on. Um, before, it used to go off when, you know, when you first start up the car, it would come on and then go off. But now it's staying solid on the dashboard, saying ECS off. It's broken. And um, there's a switch on the left side and on the lower section of the dashboard. When it's on and you try to, I'm sorry, when it's off, it says off on the dashboard. I try to push it to turn it on, but it's not not it's not turning on um from my little research i did online it, it said that could be a like a switch or something like that close close to the brake pedal or under the brake pedal uh there's a lot of different problems that can cause the stability control to shut down like that basically what happens is anytime that the computer sees a malfunction whether it's a a speed sensor uh in the brake light switch in the uh, actuator unit itself for the brakes, anything like that, the system's automatically gonna go into what's called a backup mode, where it shuts down the electronics portion so that you still have normal hydraulic brakes, but the, the, the whole stability control and the anti-lock brake system shuts itself down so that it doesn't cause further problems. You'd wanna get that checked out by either someone that's very familiar with Hyundai or at a Hyundai dealership. And it sounds like an expensive uh, diagnosis. So, you, so many possibilities. What would you guess the um, diagnostic time charge would be? Uh, most places are going to start at a, at a base thing of one hour, and that includes cooking up the scan tool, pulling the codes, and getting a basic idea. Usually, when you pull the codes from the computer on it, it's going to give you a pretty definite idea so of what the problem 120, is. 120, 150 bucks. Uh, about 120 to 150, yeah, for for the initial diagnosis, and then, and, and that's just the initial diagnosis, which might not fix it, and they have to keep on going. So you have to ask yourself, 
you know, how much do you want to spend on this 2009 Hyundai? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth it for the initial diagnosis because if it's just one little sensor that, say, the sensor's $100 and another 150 to put it in, then that would usually yeah, that'd that. be pretty worthwhile. And a lot of places, yeah. if you have the diagnosis done and you have the repair done there as well, they either waive that fee or they put the diagnostic fee towards the repair of the car. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, well, it's something that I'm definitely, you know, but, but I'm not going to try to spend a huge amount of money, but I'm, I'm going to get it fixed because it bothers me with, with, it, with it being on, you know what I mean? Right, and it is a good safety. Yeah. It's, it's something that safety concerns in the car, brakes especially, anti-lock brakes to me, safety concerns are one of the first things that I look at and say, you really want to concentrate on getting that taken care of because, you know, if it's the radio or something like that, Hey, that that's a nice thing, but safety concerns to me are a number one factor. Right, right, yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks for the information. Thanks for your help. Uh, great show. You're very welcome. welcome. Thank you. Chris. Look forward to okay, hearing thanks. from you. Stay Bye. in touch. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Uh, don't forget that uh, we have a special guest this morning, and that's from the Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and uh, his name is her name is. Uh, her, her Stevie, Stevie and, Tex. Uh, her name because there was a little confusion earlier him her his she anyway she'll be here and uh, she is going to uh, well dazzle us with her presence so stay tuned for that again the number is 877-960-9960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530 and don't forget ladies don't forget, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Back to the recovering car dealer. Also, uh, check on our texts. We're going to text over those two? Yeah, I got one from Anne Marie. Um, oh, of course. <clears throat> good morning. Every so often, I'll, I'll read an article and it will mention paddle shifters. I can't say that I've encountered them. What are paddle shifters and what are they doing? No, what are they used for? <laughs> That's from Anne Marie. Aren't they those things on the steering wheel that you can kind of like shift through the gears for the people like to drive fast and go vroom? Exactly that. Okay, so there are little uh, levers on either side of the steering wheel and you can and shift like you're driving a manual like we were talking about earlier. It's, oh. uh, it's kind of a fun thing. It's for you know, sports car enthusiasts. For Actually, for there 16 were- 16 years old, that's a lot of fun. Vroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Toyota MR2 Spider that we had out for a few years, yeah. uh, just a little that bit look, back. That little convertible. There was there was one model of it that actually was a manual transmission with paddle shifters up on the wheel, but you had no clutch. Yes, I remember So this. that when you were driving it and you hit the upshift, it would hydraulically and electronically apply the clutch, shift it to the next gear up, and release the clutch to let you go. It did it all electronically. And it was basically uh, a copycat of the F1 racing, uh, the really? F1 series race and cars. That's how they shift. That's how they shift is with paddle shift up on the steering wheel. There you go, Amory. If you like to put an order in for a car with paddle shifters, it's a four-year wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, um, all right. We have another text here. It's from Roy in Denver. Um, unless we have a call. Just double checking. Good. Thank uh, you. Roy says uh, Toyota's been behind the power curve with respect to supplying inventory to their dealers. Yep. Have you seen inventory rates picking up lately to reconcile from the shortage? Um, a little bit. Um, 
not not much though. I mean, more than compared to other manufacturers. Uh, and we learned something um, just recently. Um, it had to do with like the, the the chip deals that the manufacturers were doing with the chip suppliers. And I think um, Toyota refused to get kind of bullied into these long-term chip agreements and wanted to keep these shorter ones because it allows them to be uh, more price flexible. Um, so to, it's a strategic decision, and um, some of that has to do with why it's slower to get back up to speed. Um, but the good news, and this is according to uh, insiders at Toyota, that um, it will in the coming years um, when they get seriously into the EV market, which they plan to in 20. 25 and 2026 to have a significant like a structural price advantage because of their deal with the chip manufacturers and there you go you got it from an insider right there Hmm. (laughs) well in general the whole if you look at the industry yes the supply day supply we call it with car dealers call it way up there's more cars on the ground now than there have been in a long yeah, yeah. while um so we, we talked about the day supply thing like gm manufacturers uh, uh those, those dealers have about a 40-day supply on the lot toyota still have under a 10-day supply it's like you know six or seven day supply and there are a couple of manufacturers out there that have 60-day supplies uh, uh jeep is one of them oh yeah so let's say bad example for me uh, when you're shopping for a car be sure you get that information in terms of availability big inventory means lower prices so uh, if that's going to be a factor in what car you buy then you ought to shop around and see which cars have the higher inventories then you can negotiate a better price than if you go to a, if you if you got a dealer that's only got 10 cars on the ground and you want to buy one of those 10 cars you're going to pay through the nose thousands of dollars probably over msrp all right, let's go back to the phones. Yes, thank you, Stu. Hey, before we go back to the phones, I have a uh, question for the ladies. How likely are you to buy a Tesla, uh, an electric vehicle? Uh, in, in Recently, this year, Elon has cut the prices six times. How likely are you to purchase an affordable electric vehicle, ladies? $50 for the first two new Lady callers, give us a call. Plenty of time, 877-960-9960. We are going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Howard in Delray. Good morning, Howard, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Listen, Earl on Cars. Uh, um, I bought a uh, Toyota Camry, and it's from an auction. I bought it from a private person. He said that it has to be inspected for it to be registered. Not true in Florida. Yeah. There is no uh, state inspection. There used to be many years ago, but Florida does not do that. Now, some of the other states do. Maybe that's why it, the confusion. Yeah. Even well, new cars. He said that he has to bring it down to uh, Miami to make sure the numbers are right. Um, that sounds like you're talking. To, it sounds like you're talking to a con artist um, or somebody who is really severely confused. Yeah, that's that's not okay. accurate. You know. this um, be real careful. Have you already bought the car and paid the money? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, there, there's no there's no state law. I you know I you know why he would want. Yeah. Why, to, to register, you just bring your the title and your sales paperwork to the DMV. Yeah. There's yeah. a remote yeah. chance that some. A municipality may have passed a law, which would be silly if they did, but it's possible. You know, West Palm Beach or, uh, or Miami Springs. I don't or think Ron DeSantis would allow um, yeah. any other. But local I don't government. think so. <laughs> okay. um, is, do you have the title? 
he has the title. He was going to bring it down. Okay, get the title. To, you've, uh, you, you've given him the money? Yeah, I gave him the money. Get your title. Yeah. That's your number get one priority above all. Get I the title. I do it myself. Yeah, get I'll the title and register the car, and um, don't let him tell you any other. Yeah, it sounds crap. to me. I, I agree with Stu. Now that you told me that you paid the money and don't have the title, uh, you better yeah. uh, better bring this to a head quickly because it could be bring a, a flim flam. Yeah, be bring, careful. Bring your buddy yeah. with you. Okay, thank you. you got You're it. welcome. I appreciate it. Okay. 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 Good uh, we're gonna. Bye bye. Bye bye. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and we're gonna talk to uh, Lance who's giving us a call from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Well, Earl, bad news on Earl Stewart Day 2024. <laughs> Several of the committee members have been arrested. <laughs> and, and we're trying to get bail up right now. There you go. Okay. Were they sampling on that white lightning again? <laughs> Earl? Um, first of all, let me just say, um, one thing that, that I listen some to Zach and Ray and they, they talk a lot about inquiring about the buy rate mm -hmm. when you, when you go to see a, go to purchase a car. I, I experimented just a little bit with that and I couldn't find one dealer, not one. Because unless I'm wrong, I don't see that it's a, uh, uh, that it's something that has to be disclosed. I don't. Th I honestly don't know if it's required. It's not required to be disclosed. Um, they they can say, hey, this is what we're selling uh, or this loan for this interest rate, and and take it or leave it. Yeah, most people don't even know about the buy rate. You're you're a step ahead because you know that's the case, and um, typically there's at least a one percent spread, sometimes more than that. Yeah which can Quite make a, a whole lot of money for the dealer for like an 84-month loan, 1% spread, that's thousands of dollars, typically. But, yeah, I don't think they're required to, to do that. I mean, no. if, you know. If they were required, it would be under the truth in lending law, yeah. and the truth in lending law does not require it. If there's some other law that was passed to the state that I don't know about, it's possible, but there's no federal reason that the dealer has to disclose the buy rate. I just think they're wrong at recommend, you know, not buying if that's not disclosed. It, yeah. it, it, it's not being disclosed. Yeah. I, um, now, there's other, like, a lot of new car uh, dealerships, if they're selling a vehicle and they're financing it with, a, like, an a incentive, a, a manufacturer's, a, you know, subsidized rate, like, you know, you see, you don't see these these days because interest rates are so high, but back in the days, uh of normal interest rates, you'd see like 0% financing, 0.9. Um, th those buy rates are not even in the picture there. That's just something that's subsidized. But right now, it's a very important thing to, if you can get that information, uh, that would be pretty good. But you can, you help yourself just the same by getting multiple quotes for your financing anyway, by getting credit union, yeah, your just, bank, another you dealer. You always got to get the credit union rate and your bank rate. The dealer can play all sorts of games. Whatever he wants to do, it's yeah. not worth uh, getting into a discussion with a dealer about financing. Go to the bank, go, uh, go to the credit union. That's where you're going to get yeah. the best rate. Back Years ago, back when I was an evil dealer, one of my tricks was I would actually offer a, an extremely low rate to the customer lower than the bank rate. I'd advertise if the bank if the bank rate was uh, five percent, I'd offer four percent. Then I'd go to the bank 
and I would pay them money, and I'd buy the rate down by the bank mm -hmm. and uh, add the uh, cost of my buying the rate down to the price of the car. So uh, it's, a, it's a dealer's game, right. and they know the rules. It's like going into a poker game, and you look around the room, you don't know who the sucker is. That means you're the sucker. So don't play the dealer's game. Uh, go straight to the bank. Go straight yeah. to the credit union. And if a guy's trying to whack you over the head with by with, with yeah. a big spread, <laughs> you'll see it because he's gonna have he'll his rate's gonna be much higher than than the other quotes hey, you're getting. Earl and Nancy, please don't lose sleep over this over uh, the defection of some of our committee members. Uh, well, I'm, we'll get them back. Uh, it might be sixty to ninety days after they serve just a little bit of time, well, but uh, we'll I, get them back on the committee soon. I'll, I'll keep my eye on Earl and Nancy, and I will counsel them and give them all the comforting <laughs> and sympathy they need. Thank you so much, Stu. We knew we could depend on you. Uh, Lance, thank you so much for calling. We've got, like, so many calls backed up, and we appreciate your call. And thank you for listening, and uh, we love hearing from you from Tennessee. You've encouraged a lot of callers out of Tennessee to call us, so we appreciate that. We are going to go to Jersey Mike. Jersey mm. Mike in West Palm Beach. Jersey Mike, that's yeah. a summary sandwich, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to get the stickball special <laughs> and, a, and a bag of chips, please. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Hi, Jersey Mike. Hey, Jersey, are you there? He's yeah, I'm here. Hey, Jersey Mike, or welcome. Should, or should I call you Mike? Yeah, yeah that's good. Listen, I... Uh, uh, How you fix for subs? <laughs> I want to compliment Earl Stewart, okay? I bought a... 19, uh, uh, rather, a 2018 uh, Kia from him with 11,000 miles on it. And he gave, he he impressed himself at that time at the dealer for some reason, coincidentally, handed me the crossbacks on that car. Now, I ran that up to 33,000 miles, and I gave it away as a wedding gift to my daughter up in Tennessee, where I'm traveling up to today, believe it or not. In any case, uh, I didn't put anything into that car, and that air conditioner could give you frostbite, okay? I mean, it was perfect. Well, uh, well thank Kia. So <laughs> Earl didn't build that car. Well, I, have to <laughs> no, but I have to compliment Earl Stewart because they do a thorough inspection of what they're, what they're selling out of the lot there, and I was very, very happy with that. Even though he said you'd be better off buying cars not in um, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, or West Palm Beach, but you should go north if you want to get a good buy. But it doesn't matter. I, I, I got to compliment him. I think <laughs> thank it was you great. Well, thank you. I, well, we're, we're, we're in the middle of the war. We're down here. Okay. We're, it's, it's not, it's not easy being the only honest guy in town. But You're yeah. right. <laughs> For sure. But let me bring you to my technical question, okay? okay. You know, you're not going to believe what I got with this one. I got a 1995 Cadillac, big car, it's about 4,500 pounds, okay, all metal, no plastic, like my uh, 2014 uh, AST that I bought that's mostly plastic, okay, uh, and I've always been a Cadillac man, or I, I've got over 2 million miles under my rear in what I used to do as an entrepreneur in many years back, but I bought this, and that's a collector's item today. Now, it was on my pad, alongside my house, behind the fence, and Somebody broke into it when I was away, and they tried to steal it. I'm sorry, it wasn't on the pad. It was, it was on the pad, but it was on the front of my uh, fence in my, in my driveway. And they broke the column. Now, I had that car towed to AutoNation here in town, and their report was, sorry, can't help you. It's too old. 
as mm-hmm. far as repairing it or putting a whole new steering column in. Now, I'm in a real dilemma because I don't know where to find it. My insurance company will back me and pay for it if I can find it. And there's no, I've looked all over. I've gone to Rock Auto. I've gone to uh, LQT or LQP, whatever it is. Yeah, like LKQ. Yeah, all yeah. these different places. And if there was a junkyard to have one, I'd go and take it out because I am a motorhead, all right? I've been not since I was 17 years old. I'm 77 now. So I've seen a lot, you know, like during, a during that time. restorer, maybe? Like a, like no. A, Mark, Mark let, let us do yeah. this. Uh, let us research that for you. We've got five callers, uh, yeah, and we don't have the answer. But we'll get the answer, and if you'll give your contact information to Jeremy in the, um, yes. in the booth, we'll call you today or tomorrow and try oh, to get fantastic. you that information. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And, you know, Earl, again, I want to compliment you. You got you had one of the best dealers ever going, I think. Well, thank you Hey, Jeremy, CadillacSociety.com. We got five callers holding yep. here. That's Jer- Jersey Millie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jersey. Yeah. Uh, CadillacSociety.com. Check that website. Oh, I, I will. Thank okay. you so much. Folks. Thank, thank, thank you, you, Jersey Millie. Give us a call again. We'll follow up on that and get that information uh, from uh, not Jeremy but Mike in the control room. Uh, we're going to go straight to uh, Mark who's been holding in Pompano. Thank you for your patience. And uh, Brenda will be right with you, and Marty also, and you others. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you? Welcome. Good. I've got a drivability issue. i got a 97 Tacoma V6. 97? 97. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, keep getting the check engine. I check it out, and it keeps reading up for the idle control. And I've had a lot of work done on it to try and get rid of this code, new intake manifold. And uh, I even had it at uh, one of your other Toyota dealers. And they had it for almost two weeks. They said they, they took out the computer, and they tried to clean up the computer, and they could never get anything right. It runs fine, but every now and then I get that idle control, that check engine light. And have you had the throttle body replaced? Every yes, throttle body's been replaced. Hmm. Because the idle air con- the '97 Tacoma used an idle air control valve on the bottom of the throttle body, Correct. and this basically would duty cycle to let air pass the throttle plate so that it can control the idle speed. Uh, if that little valve has gotten dirt or debris in it, that usually was what would trigger that code. And they were very difficult to clean out because any anything that you sprayed in there would just cause horrible issues with them. So we usually wound up recommending replacing them. Uh, what would happen is somebody would go in and try to clean the throttle body with that, that butterfly plate and they right. would spray too much chemical in there and it would drip down into that idle air control valve and gum it up, and then it would have to be replaced. But uh, if they've replaced that already and you're still having an issue, then it's either got to be the wiring to the computer or the computer itself. And I would suspect more likely it's something to do with the wiring. Maybe a rat has gotten in and chewed on one of the wires, causing just a little high resistance in there. What they're going to need to do is somebody's got to go in and do a voltage drop test across that wiring to try to figure out what's going on there. Are you talking about the, the spark plug wires? 
No, it's the wires to the idle air control valve and to the throttle body. Okay, now last week I had a, I was getting a, a really bad uh, pulsating when I drive it with the RPMs. I took out the air cleaner. The air cleaner was really messed up. <clears throat> I put in a new air filter. Thing mm-hmm. it seemed to run fine. So I don't like I said. I'll, I'll plug it in to check for the code. You know, once you clear the code. It'll run fine for a while, and then it'll start up again. Mark, uh, listen, let's do this. Uh, we'll have to call you after the show. Uh, Rick can call you, uh, but uh, uh, we've got five callers here. And uh, my only my parting comment would be you need to rethink hanging onto that car truck that's a quarter century old. I mean, yeah, everything no. wears out. You got, you got to, you've been driving that thing or someone's been driving it for 25 years and you just got to be pouring good money after bad if you keep on trying to fix that. But uh, you, we'll talk about it or we can talk about it privately after the show. We've got five calls. Yeah, you, can leave your in, uh, you can leave your information with Mike in the control room and uh, okay. he'll pass it along to us. We definitely okay, I really appreciate it. Uh, you're quite welcome. Thank you so much for calling Earl on Cars. Um, sorry to rush you. Okay, have a great weekend. Uh, we are going to go to uh, we're going to go to Brenda in Boca. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. How are you? Thank you so much for your patience. Are you a first time caller? I am. Congratulations! You won yourself fifty dollars this morning, and uh, if you stay on the line uh, after we're finished talking, uh, the control room will get your information. Um, his name is Mike, and he'll get your information as contact information, so that he can pass it along to me, and I can write that check out and send it out to you. Again, congratulations and thanks for helping us build a, a platform here for the ladies. What can we do for you this morning, Brenda? Um, I have, I've recently purchased a 2017 Lincoln um, MKX, and I was hoping you all could recommend a good, reputable Ford or Lincoln dealer in the Boca area. Um, we can recommend for sure one, if you don't mind driving about 20, 30 minutes up north to North Palm Beach. And there is Mullinax Ford on North Lake Boulevard in, uh, in Palm Beach Gardens, Lake Park, North Palm Beach area. Um, it's only about 30 minutes from you. Um, they are um, one of the true honest dealers. Um, they consistently pass with flying colors in our mystery shopping reports, and we never hear complaints about them. Uh, family owned and um, with a lot of integrity. No dealer fees, too, if you want to buy a car. North Lake Boulevard, yeah. It's Mullinax, M U L L I N. AX. AX, okay, yeah. super, thank you. And would you recommend possibly getting uh, an extended warranty on a Lincoln warranty? I would be careful. Um, I would spend the money that you're contemplating on a warranty and just have a really good uh, technician, uh, maybe at Mullinex, check the car out and see if it's in pretty good shape. Uh, Extended warranties typically don't cover the expensive problems that you have with a vehicle, and uh, too many of them are just to make money on and take advantage of the customer. It's a real minefield when you're buying extended warranties. So I, my my recommendation would be no. 
Okay. Well, super. Thank you. I really enjoy hey. your show and appreciate you all. Thank you, Brenda. You know, Brenda, talking about extended warranties, I always ask what they don't cover. That's the most important okay. question for me, what they don't cover. And uh, the information that you got from Stu, uh, he knows firsthand because he's right on top of the list, good dealers, bad dealers. So Mullen X Ford is your, on North Lake Boulevard is your best bet. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a wonderful day. And thank happy you. Father's Day. Thank, thank you. you. Um, uh, Brenda, don't forget to pass your information along now to the control room, okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. We're going to go to Marty, who's holding. Thanks for your patience, Marty, in West Palm Beach. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I've got a question for Stu. Uh, Since I waited 15 months for my car and then ended up not taking it, I'm waiting waiting for the 24th. Will they be able to order a 24? But I want to know... Can you order a car without the sunroof? And with, uh, I think you can order without navigation. But can you order like an XLE hybrid, Camry XLE hybrid, without a sunroof? I'll tell you, we'll take the price off if you promise not to use the sunroof. <laughs> yeah, you, well, Earl, Earl, I want you to know, for the past five cars, I've never opened up the sunroof yet. <laughs> well, and that was back when I was evil. We, we literally would tell the customers that uh, it would have air conditioning, and we, we had these Finnish, uh, there's a Finnish colony in Lake Worth back then. They were very cheap people, and I guess in Finland it's kind of cool and they don't need air conditioning. So they'd come and say, I don't want the air conditioner. We'd say, listen, don't tell anybody, but if you promise not to use it, we won't charge you for the air conditioner. Yeah. So, oh. I just want to know, is it going to be a, a, a car that i got to wait three well, years for well, without a sunroof? I was sitting there listening to you, Marty, and I had a joke prepared, but then and then Earl came in with a better joke, so I'll just leave it. Um, the answer, my, my, my serious answer is, I don't know. The joke was going to be yes, but you'd have to take paddle shifters, and um, Earl's joke was funnier. Um, yeah, talk to Jason. I, I really don't know. Um, some of the there's, – there's a lot of um, – confusing equipment some packages they, they come in a certain way and um and ultimately we can do like a special order of some sort but then it takes longer um, best thing to do is talk to one of the guys in the sales department um yeah they can i guess you point. you can't order a 24 yet they said so, i mean uh, you I can get on the list it's but it's kind of like a it's just kind of it's you know, pointless. You, if i were you i think you almost hit the guinness book of waiting for a car uh-huh. i think if you do this and make it really complicated you might be able to maybe go a couple of years on this next one so <laughs> yeah is there any way toyota could put me in an ad saying uh, yeah you this know this man guy waited longer for his car than anybody that ever bought a toyota yep. i think you got a shot at that guinness world who, book who of should records. i call should i call toyota and <laughs> well, call call toyota. he got demoted call and so he's got some time on his hands so just call akio <laughs> toyota we'll call here's the number call eight one eight hundred four four uh wait what is it rick wait one eight hundred four three three what's what's the number uh oh boy poor, i'm gonna have to google it. Yeah, just call <laughs> call jason lady yeah. Can I can I call directly to Japan? Probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. Only if you speak Japanese. I can right, I can yeah. hook you up, Marty. All right. Well, thanks. I I hope the next one works out. 
Hey, you know, we really appreciate you calling week in and week out, whether it's about you being, and oh, wait, let me interrupt myself. Have you been on a list before in your life? Have you been on the list? No. <laughs> no, no, I've been I on a be. lot of, uh, I've been on a lot of people's lists. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. well, I, I won't tell you what a few car dealers told me in the past. Oh, boy. When I, when I go to make a deal, but <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> exactly. I can imagine. You sound like as if that you know the deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. That's a good right, trait. Have a good Thanks, weekend, Marty. everybody. You're welcome. Have a happy Father's Day. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Uh, thank you. Uh, we are going to check out some YouTubes and some texts with uh, some uh, time we have left here. What do oh. you got over there, Rick? Well, I got a couple comments from back when we were discussing the sunroof issues. Uh, let's see who was here. Um, I believe Johnny Z. Fraidley mentioned t-tops as well and negan one also mentioning the t-tops such as from the 79 trans am hmm. if you remember Smokey and the bandit i oh, forgot yeah. all about that yeah yeah let's see oh we just got one in from scott hunter let's see marty ordered a camry previously and the headrest was an issue yeah i'm assuming the model won't change i think you should consider another model uh if i were marty i'd be looking at the crown yeah, that's that crown is a beautiful yeah, car. Yeah, that, that definitely is a great piece but of work. But send it before you order it. Because, right, because you know. some people have had um, there's there's been mixed reviews of the comfort level depending on your size, and I forgot how big is, Marty is. Is there? Huh? Is there? A, yeah, I think uh, a bigger people are having um, um, it's harder getting in and out. It's less comfortable, um, and sm smaller people are finding it more comfortable. Mm. So, um, but it is lower. It's also lower. It's not like quite like an SUV either. So. It's a mixed bag. Uh, yeah. So I'd fit it. it pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd see. I it. mean, I got six thousand sixty-five hundred miles on my Avalon, uh, and it's a twenty twenty-one. All right. So I think, uh, it, but I'm hesitant. You know, I can appreciate Marty's story week in and week out, but it, we joke about it, but it's really not funny. But I can't even imagine how long I'd have to wait for a crown. Well, we might be able to speed things up for you, Miss Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that before. All okay, right. back to Stu. Okay, we have some anonymous feedback. Um, I think this is in response to something that I mentioned. Is, do you really believe that the chip, the Toyota inventory shortage is due to chip deals? According to your friends at YAA, Toyota is making more money by purposely limiting inventory to the U.S. market and that they made more cars uh, last year than ever. Um, I hadn't heard that. Um, I'm going on just the information that I got, but um, um, I'd be curious to see what the uh, where the where that where that came from. I mean, in the yes, absence of information, it's not true. Conspiracy uh, theories, kind all of. All of the manufacturers, <laughs> there's there's two words tattooed on every manufacturer's uh, chest. It's called market share, and all the auto manufacturers go insane to get a higher percentage of the market. And uh, that's the reason that they, uh, and they don't set the price on the car anyway. Uh, the, all they do is set the price the dealer pays. The dealer sets whatever price he wants to. And that's, that's legislated in the law in all 50 states. So whether you pay too much or too little for a car, that's the dealer's choice. So there's indirectly, the manufacturer uh, can, of course, uh, affect the cost to the dealer. But that, that isn't anywhere near as... Uh, uh, 
offensive or dangerous to the buyer than what the dealer charges. So yeah. there, there's no truth to the fact that yeah. the manufacturers are holding back production. In a way, I wish they would because the, as a dealer for all these years, for 50 years, uh, my problem with all the manufacturers, I've had multiple franchises, and the manufacturers I, in, in the vernacular, they shove cars down the dealer's throats. They call up and they say, uh, we, we, these are the cars we're going to build, and if you don't take them, you're in trouble. You know, they, I've had dealers, I've had manufacturers threaten to cancel my franchise if I didn't accept cars they, they built. And, and when they, when they over-produce uh, mm -hmm. and you overstock cars, then you have to start slashing yeah. prices to get rid of them. Yeah. And that instills the... There's, they still, I mean, it's, it's pretty nice in our area uh, yeah. with our Toyota people, but outside, um, we heard from guys, other dealers outside of our region yeah. that still routinely get yeah. uh, very menacing letters um, when this obviously hasn't happened in the last few years, but prior to the inventory um, stuff. Um, threatening letter, menacing letters, suggestive letters yeah. if they turn down inventory. Yeah, we just talked about earlier, you know, a Tesla sales in the last report were up 58%. Uh, Elon Musk, Tesla's been cutting prices across the board. And he's a, you might not agree with a lot of things, but you got to agree he's a smart guy. And he is, by cutting the prices, Nancy talked about this at the beginning of the show, by cutting the prices, he's glomping up market share. In California, the uh, Tesla's outselling the Toyota Corolla, which is like the largest selling uh, car yeah. in, the, in the country. Elon has world. taken over the world. And by the way, I wanted to, uh, that, that subject, I wanted to uh, tell you, Earl, uh, that Sue did text us, and she said that she's uh, feeling a little insecure about the uh, charging uh, charging the electric vehicle. So, uh, Sue, text us back and tell us exactly uh, what you mean. Um, I, I don't want to assume on that text, but uh, you said that you still feel insecure with charging the electric vehicle. So. She's a, um, it's a range anxiety. It's a, um, it's a thing. It's is that about, what it is? That what yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it is a real thing, especially people that are like uncomfortable or, or new to high tech things. You know, it's, it can be pretty intimidating. And then the idea that you could get stranded somewhere if you weren't charged. And it's just going to take time as people yeah. become more used so, to it. But. So that would apply to someone who doesn't have a charging station in their garage. Right. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people who don't. It's um, the idea that, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you know, like even my wife, we were, you know, talking about something like that. Then the idea of um, she makes trips up, you know, um, out, of, out, of, out of town oh, a lot. Yeah. And it's just, it's something that like until it feels like it, there's a lot of superchargers, like the fast charging ones that are quick, that a lot of people are, are going are gonna to wait until that infrastructure, I think, and gets uh, a little bit more. And you see them everywhere. Does that apply to you? Is that the reason not why me. you're waiting not to no, install <laughs> um, a, a charger in your garage? I have a charger in my garage. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. Mark's got something he wants to say. A uh, couple here from on YouTube. Tom Steckel says, the Toyota method is just in time, so they don't tie up so much capital in inventories. That's what they've always said. Uh, James Franti comes in and says, Tell Stu, I'm not sold on Toyota not being cynical and limiting production on purpose and making more expensive vehicles so they can drive up the average transaction price. Also, YAA is now known as Car Edge yep. with Zach and Ray Shevska. We know that. Look at the amount of market share that Hyundai, Kia, and TIA Messer Extent 
uh, to to a lesser extent. Um, got a he's got a couple typos there. Uh, Subaru and Mazda are making against the large OEMs like Toyota and Honda. And Happy Father's Day, he says. Thank you, Happy Father's Day, but nope. (laughs) I I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. I mean, mean, I've lived this all my life, and I can tell you uh, it's a fault that Toyota has and Ford and Honda. You know, the big reason that Toyota doesn't hold back production is one, uh, one big word is Honda. You know, or or Ford, uh, the the competition among all there's too many manufacturers. It, it, there's too many cars and too many manufacturers building too many cars. Way too many dealers, and so it's a feeding frenzy and of market share. And with any consp- large conspiracy theory, there's way too many people. I mean, throughout this entire ordeal, since the whole thing started, you know, towards in the middle of COVID, when things started yeah. getting wacky, um, we've had real time. You know, reports given to us from the suppliers, not directly, but for for this to be true, they would have had to manufacture millions of lying of fraudulent documents to send to the dealers explaining what was going on, and they're not going to do that. Okay. We got. Is there? No. Is there a dog here? <laughs> is there? Okay. I don't know. I'm just getting excited because you know we're doing we're doing the uh, the dog of the week on the show now. Yeah, I and, see the uh, spark in your eyes. Well, last week and um, your ears come up. He uh, like a Stu dog. has the ability <laughs> to, to know dogs. when the dog is entering the building, and we're on the second floor. It's, oh, so the dog's just entering the building. Last week. <laughs> I felt a presence of a dog behind me, yeah. <laughs> and there was, uh-huh. and I didn't even hear the door He's open. He's a dog whisperer. Yeah, it's, I have headphones on. I can't hear when the door opens. I wonder if um, Uber would bring the dog to us instead of having to have somebody drive in for a big dog ranch. I will, think... Will, will Uber accept no, the dog? I tried doing. I tried sending my dog to the vet um, in an Uber, and they you wouldn't did. do it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mom wa- my mom wanted to visit uh, uh, Wally, and I, I Uber, 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 <laughs> over there. No. Okay, Rick. I got one other here from James Fronty again. He says, if Toyota is wise, they will bow down like GM and Ford did and use the Tesla charging stations. I think or at least get well, on the bandwagon great, with But they that. don't have any electric cars. Right. Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. So they, they, had, they had it all figured out where electric was just a fad. And they really, really screwed up. They're trying time. to figure out where to I put mean, the plug. I mean, Toyota's not talking about it now, but let me tell you, in the inner sanctum over there in Tokyo and yeah. uh, uh, other yeah, places, yeah. there's a lot of those. Uh, Tokyo. There's, there's blood on Harikari. the wall. Harikari. <laughs> Akio really, really messed up, and they're they're behind. And now they're playing PR to say, well, you know, uh, and uh, I, I'm still, I, I, I think Toyota is so smart. I still think maybe there's something I missed. No, nope. here's, I, th- I think that they can afford to like turn on a dime. They're not like a startup. If they d- they decide to get serious about yeah. the electric, they got plenty of cash, plenty of R and D, and they can yeah. they can they can change that in a couple of years probably dominate things. Uh, right. They better pray that they yeah. can do that because they really they're, they're yeah. the last of the, the, the game. They are the last. I, I'm I, I think the sentiment hopefully is uh, and I'm not to turn this into a Toyota thing, but a lot of people out there are, are pulling for Toyota. They like their Toyotas and they're disappointed, and yeah. they might even leave and buy. Tesla and a Honda yeah. and some electric car, but when Toyota gets back in the game, they'll see what they have to offer. In time, and yeah, you're, you're exactly right. They'll be the largest right. manufacturer of combustion engine cars right. in the world. <laughs> what, what a distinction in 2023. Rick? James also says, I hope Earl is right and I am wrong about the greed of Toyota. Well, I, 
I, you know, as I say, I respect your opinion. I mean, I, I've been wrong before many times, so uh, that's just my opinion. You got your opinion. Yeah, I'm going. I'm we'll going see. for my theory of it would be a it would be an illegal fraud that they would have pulled on on the dealers yeah, in the and market. That's another thing about Toyota. They, Toyota is relatively speaking honest you're, you're yeah. talking to a guy that's had a lot of franchises and general motors were the biggest crooks i ever dealt with i mean they were absolutely terrible Yikes. criminal bad and uh and uh a lot of manufacturers been i've been a toyota dealer for since 1975 and and uh they the manufacturer I'm not going to talk about the distributor right now, but the manufacturer, they are extremely honest and transparent, uh, and they still are. Reputable, definitely. Okay, One right. other quick comment here from uh, Kirk in West By God, Virginia. Assume you're in an EV on a trip and your battery goes to zero before you reach a charging station. Does anyone have anything like a mobile charging capability? Yeah, Tesla does. Yeah. Ah, okay. You call Tesla, they put a charger in your car. Uh, you, right on your app, on your phone for Tesla, you just hit, and they say, what happened? You say, I ran out of juice, and uh, they send an a, a, a automatic charger out, give you enough to get to the supercharger. It's kind of difficult to carry a bucket of electricity exactly, like yeah. you can a can of gasoline. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we got a, te a text here, a very good one, a very good point. Uh, it says, um, it's from Mark. It says, um, one ch home charging issue is um, a lot of people um, don't have garages or even homes for secure charging. You know, people that live in apartments and condominiums, and they're going to have to depend on public charging facilities. Yeah, and I was just about to say I th that, and also I, th I think we will see, uh, well, intelligent um, renters, and we'll, we'll have that will become a, a feature of, um, you know, in, in the market of. Uh, of uh, buying, renting, buying homes, having charging facilities in communities, having charging facilities in apartment buildings and, and, and as said earlier, Stu, a lot of it is your technical awareness. Uh, Tesla right now has got such a user-friendly, uh, when, when you're driving, you start to get low, uh, automatically on this giant screen in front of you, it shows you the nearest supercharger, the waiting time, and when you charge, it goes right to your Tesla account on your app, so you don't have to look for your wallet or your credit card. And uh, it tells you the range that you have left. And on the map, turn left, turn right, tells you exactly how to get to the nearest supercharger. So, uh, but you got to be technically savvy yeah. to appreciate that. Yeah. And um, do you think? Excuse me, yeah. Stu. Do you think, Earl? Do you think that how long will you continue to uh, say that? Uh, because I think that there are more people who are moving forward uh, with technology. Well, I'm, I, well it's, I, that's definitely true, but I think technology is moving ahead faster than the yeah. people. You're definitely absorbing. right, Nancy. I, I think so, but there's still that there's still that group that are still hesitant. It, the group's getting smaller and smaller, exactly. but they're still yeah. they're going. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that is really scary to me to sit in a sit inside a computer that's going to kind of determine. <laughs> how, how long? How long has it been uh, since? Uh, how long ago were we not mentioning electric vehicles? It, it wasn't even thing, something that we would five discuss. Years ago, maybe. Was it five years? Yeah, the I Chevrolet, remember the Chevrolet Volt then, was a joke, and before that, GM had yeah, a. We talked about more about autonomous driving, the, the the future of autonomous driving. I think more than about electric, and I don't think we anticipated how rapidly it was going to happen. It just it just went boom. Yeah. It just you know, and Elon Musk is. Taking over the world. 
Yeah, um, he's got. I mean, I can't believe that it's that 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 was the manufacturer that wound up being so successful in really defining what an electric car is. You know, I always thought like you know, if you asked me twenty years ago, I thought I, I thought Toyota would do it, <laughs> or, or, or Honda. I thought it was going to be a, Jan- a Japanese manufacturer that was going to get really successful with the cars. Also, he was. Uh, excuse me. Also, look at Mike. Uh, this chip shortage. Did Elon Musk have a chip shortage? Absolutely not. He no. was ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he's uh, he's definitely got some competition now. Well, part of it was the sophistication of his software that he didn't need the chips. He yeah. also anticipated the bought ahead of time. Yeah. But uh, uh, the point is, with uh, the more sophisticated the software, the, the less you rely on microchips yeah. uh, in the car. So it's. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward with. Uh, with uh, bated breath just to see what happens over the next 10 years um, as the rest of the world's car manufacturers are all become EV manufacturers and how, do, how does Tesla how does he how does he uh, level out in yeah, that? I don't, I don't yeah. want to get too far out about this whole technical thing but see we just hit a, a huge wave of techno- technological acceleration with artificial yeah, intelligence yeah. And this AI thing, uh, I hate it. It's hyped so much by people who don't know what it is and don't understand it. But I know enough about it to think that if there ever was a, 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 a technological gap between the consumer and the manufacturers, this AI is going to increase the gap, not narrow it. Uh, hopefully the AI will make it so user-friendly that you won't need to be technological savvy. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with Stu. It's going to be it's exciting to watch. The reason we love this show is because we have too much to talk about every day, and we get into things that new that we don't know. Uh, and uh, uh, you're, you're you're probably I, I think the answer Stu said earlier, it's going to be autonomous. You're not going to be buying cars anyway. You're going to be ride sharing, and the car as we know it today won't exist. And you'll just walk out of your house or your apartment and you'll hit the app, the uh, car will pull up, you'll take it to wherever you want to go, and when you come out of where you were, it'll take you back home again. There won't be any cars that we now drive uh, ourselves. It's just not going to happen. And a lot of people out there say, oh, no, I'll never have that. I'll never have an autonomous car drive me around. But you will. I mean, maybe you won't, but your grandchildren will, I promise you. Um, Okay, we've got the dog of the week coming up. Everybody's uh, scooting around here. Um, if uh, if we have uh, another minute or two, we don't have another minute okay, because we, we have the there dog. is there is dog. Our dog. It's, it's it is Welcome. Stevie Ticks. Look at that. Stevie, Stevie. Ticks says Stevie. 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 Well, I got I have to. I have to keep the. Stevie, yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I had some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't make jokes. No jokes. I'm making jokes. Hey, how are you doing? Okay, Stevie Nicks. We entered the studio for you people that are not streaming, and even if you are streaming, I don't know that we have the camera on you yet. I'm going to do my best. Bear with us on the Uh, confusion. You always do really well, well, Stu. Let me describe what's happening here. So we are we're in a radio studio for the people out there who are not streaming us on YouTube, um, and there is a beautiful female dog that just walked into the room named Stevie. And it used to be Stevie Ticks, <laughs> but now it's it's just Stevie. You know, I think it was a good choice to change to change the name. I think. Um, do you guys still have Frankie Feliz? 
No. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, we're going to get you a, um, let me grab a, uh, so I'm going to do the uh, whole camera thing here. Okay. All okay, right. bear with us, folks, you people on radio and otherwise. Uh, we're streaming Stevie, a dog from Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and Stu has got the microphone and Stu has got the camera. We're trying to figure this out. What we're going to do is we're going to, you're going to get close to a microphone there. You're going to tell us all about Stevie and uh, all the vital statistics. Um, Which microphone? We studied earlier. um, Oh, that one right there? Yeah, we studied earlier all about Stevie, so we know. But we're going to have to, we're going to quiz our Big Dog Ranch Rescue volunteer because this is our sponsored dog of the week. And uh, we used to do this... um, uh, at the dealership and we're trying to do a Facebook live video, yeah. but we're doing it on the radio show because, duh, why didn't we think of this a long time ago? <laughs> so um, we got some logistical things to work out, like how am I going to speak into a microphone? <laughs> and if there's anybody okay. here knows, knows the dog Heimlich. <laughs> so for our listeners, um, we do a sponsored dog of the week. As you know, that we are big supporters of Big Dog Ranch Rescue and Earl's book, Confessions of Recovering Car Dealer. Um, all the sales of that go, all of it go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And we also do a sponsored dog of the week. So every week we got a pooch from Big Dog Ranch Rescue that needs a home. And we uh, do a little video and we tell everybody about it. Look at that. For the people on the radio, this dog is dancing around, standing up, loving the treats. Okay, so go ahead and tell us all about, um, tell us all about Stevie. Hi. Just and any microphone, just go right up to Hi. that. Yeah, uh, I'm Bernadette, and I'm here with Stevie. I just love this little girl. She is five years old. She was found wandering in Palm Beach. She's been at the ranch for a while now, and uh, I don't understand why. I guess maybe because she doesn't get along that well with other dogs. But she is a real people person, aren't oh. you? Yes, you are. Yes, and she. Uh, she just loves people, loves people. She will sit and, What's and she just doing? love you and just go for long walks with you. She loves to jump. She's a very high jumper. You would need a big fence if you're going to take Stevie in. Okay, big fence. You're yeah. going to have a big fence if you want Stevie. Yes, that's right. That's right. But she is just a sweetheart. I she would is. love to see her get a good home. She is a sweetheart, and she's, yeah. she looks like a very, like like a fence jumper. She looks she, like an, <laughs> an athletic dog. She is, yeah. She's very, you know, very good muscle tone, <laughs> very, very, very well-groomed. She is. She's, I got groomed yesterday. I got a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference, though, you know. I hate getting a haircut. And she gives kisses and hugs and... Just, yeah. she, and she wants to be the star of the show. Oh yes. No oh yes. No, no yeah. That's right. And she's this taking a look at this she at her, she is just a she's got a beautiful yeah. red coat. She is. She's she has got I was joking around about the uh, grooming because she's a short haired dog and she does not need to be shaved or groomed. Uh, probably just a sponge bath once in a while. Um, you wouldn't even have to dry her. Uh, this is a dog I got a dog with really long hair and it is it's a big mess. This dog could probably jump in the pool, come out, and yeah. you just uh, air dry up, air, air dry in a few minutes. Yeah. 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 Your dog may be a big mess, but huh? beautiful. Yeah, it's, you got to groom. You have a, if you have a long-haired dog, it's a you know, it's grooming. They got them over there. I don't have any treats over here. It's uh. <laughs> so for folks who can't see this, 
We have a very curious dog who is smiling, knows that Nancy's got all the treats over here. And uh, yeah. So please, if you can't, if you're just listening and you're at home, go to youtube.com, just search Earl on Cars, or just go to youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, and, uh, and you can get a live stream of, of Stevie here. And I had a whole bunch of jokes ready for bad names for dogs. <laughs> Um, like like Tony Trashcan and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, we were talking about naming a dog <laughs> it's is very important, important, just like naming a car. And Stevie is a, a really good name. I think it's cute and uh, very appropriate yeah. for this beautiful dog. Kennel Cough Kevin was another one. I decided <laughs> not to use that one. Now, Bernadette was talking yeah. about Stevie Nicks. And, and, and uh, we, uh, us ladies know about Stevie yeah. Nicks. Stevie's, Stevie's <laughs> a great name. Yeah. Yeah. Rock star names are good for dogs. Meatloaf is a good name for a dog. Oh, Sting's a good name for a dog. Yeah. I don't know, Snoop Dogg's a good name for a dog. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> All right. Well, back to business. Um, so, what's a sponsored dog? It's um, it just means that when you adopt a dog from anywhere, including Big Dog Ranch Rescue, there's always fees involved. Um, when you adopt a dog, uh, they, they, this dog comes ready. See, uh, spayed, neutered, shots, heartworm, everything ready to go. Um, and there's there's a cost to that. And uh, but with the sponsored dogs, uh, well, Earl pays the cost. So. Um, um, if you adopt um, Stevie, you know through us, that just let us know or let Big Dog Ranch Rescue know. You can go to their website bdrr.org, um, or you can contact contact us directly, and uh, we'll take care of all the adoption fees for for amazing. It's a few hundred dollars, uh, so it, it's it's a significant significant help. And if you're listening to this and uh, you trust me that it is a beautiful dog, and you, you trust that, I mean, wait, how old is, is Stevie? She's five. She's five. This yeah. is a dog. This is a prime of her life dog oh yeah just this is a great dog so trust me um tell somebody to to, to call in or to go to uh, big dog ranch rescue uh, website bdrr.org or call into the show make contact us with us and uh, we're going to pay the adoption fees all right well th thanks so much for bringing her in oh, and uh we, i can't wait till next next week's dog yeah. we're going to do this every week so um if you call us and we say um, Stevie's been placed, don't worry. We'll put you, put you in touch with the ranch. We're friends with everybody over there, and we can help just you know, with special situations, whatever. Just let us know, and, um, and we'll find another dog. And, uh, and if you don't want a dog, like I said, you know, let somebody else uh, uh, who, who might could use a companion like this. I tell them about fostering a dog. If, if yeah. you can't right. own a dog now, if you could just foster the dog. Right. Yeah, Big Dog Ranch Rescue relies on a lot of volunteers, and um, they are at capacity. They're constantly expanding, um, but it's so and it's and it's great for the dogs. Um, we have a friend um, who sponsors over the years probably hundreds of dogs and I went over to, we, that's when I adopted my dog from Big Dog Ranch Rescue Oreo we adopted it through Zara and she was a foster and we went to her house and she had all these dogs all over the place she was living loving life with all the dogs and it was it was kind of sad for her to, to part with Oreo because you get attached to them but it's a great way to, to help um, the ranch and the dogs and um, and have some fun. <laughs> yeah, make make space. Cause have they, some work have too. Have so many dogs out there. Sometimes there's not room, yeah. so we need to foster yeah. them to make space available. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be a you know you got to be a, a, a dog home. And you know, dog, having a dog, one dog is a lot of work, and um, it's a lot of rewarding, fun work. Um, but you know, just don't if you're you can't just do it for the summer for a kick. If you're but if you're serious about wanting to help, definitely consider volunteering to, to foster a dog, because I, I would do it. 
Yeah. I, once once my kids are really gone, yeah. maybe I'll get some more dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. So. Um, yeah, let me show um, we the, the book is uh, Confessions of Conf- Recovering Car Dealer. And uh, I've never done this before. I've never hawking the book, but um, where's the camera? Boom. There's the camera. Yeah, all See? proceeds. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And Earl's writing another book. Actually, he's already written it. It's just in the final stages. Wait, wait, wait. It's coming almost out. Almost through. Almost through. It's, it's almost through. Next week. Almost. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. And that does it for this week's edition of Sponsored Dog of the Week. Back to the recovering cardioid. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for doing this, guys. Really. This will be a regular feature for, uh, from now on. And uh, yeah. if you know anybody out there, uh, who, maybe they don't care about cars, but they care about dogs, just to tell them to turn in Earl on cars around 930, and we'll have a fresh dog from Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And uh, uh, spread the word. Uh, there's an amazing number of homeless dogs out there. You know, we take in dogs at Big Dog Ranch from all over the world, literally. And the, uh, the founder of Big Dog Ranch, Lori Simmons, literally flies airplanes. I don't mean she flies it herself, but she goes on an she airplane rides. to China. Now, that's way away. And uh, they got too many dogs over there. They're eating the dogs over there. So we're bringing dogs back from China, uh, from uh, other countries. Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands. Yeah, and wherever there's a disaster, a floods. That's typically even Florida with the hurricanes. Uh, uh, so Big Dog Ranch might be in Loxahatchee, Florida, which is Palm Beach County. And they, there's another uh, location in, in um, Alabama, I believe. And uh, But even with those two locations, we're but bursting at the seams. I think we can carry like 500 dogs in the Loxahatchee location. But uh, we bring them in anyway. That's the reason we need to foster them. Okay, that's the end of the dog conversation. Well, I'll tell you, that, that was a good-looking dog, though. Wasn't Stevie something else? She was like, I, I don't know. Uh, Mark texted and wanted to know what breed she was. I'm not sure if we Boxer heard what mix. breed. What was she? Boxer a, mix. Yeah, Boxer Mix. And she kind of looks like, um, they got a lot of dogs out there that look like Stevie out there. <laughs> just kind of like your general brown dog. Yeah, and <laughs> she's know? just the right size. She's just yeah. like a medium. Yeah. You know, she's just not too heavy. She's not too large. Yeah, I mean, and she also said, remember, in the very beginning that it says she didn't get along with other dogs, so it's probably just if, if you're you know, one dog home. I, I would imagine that might apply to cats. But yes, just, I, I would avoid any other pets. Yeah, hamsters. Yeah. Hamsters yeah. are like snacks yeah. to dogs. Yeah, if I were going to adopt a dog, I, I mean, I know, I, you know we're affiliated with them, and I would say this anyway, but the fact of the matter is a lot of these shelters, uh, the idea is to move the dogs out, kind of like car dealers that don't care. Uh, they don't care who adopts a dog, get them out, and Big Dog Ranch doesn't do that. They investigate you like you're a parent adopting a child. And uh, I, you know, I hate to say this, but if you, if, if you don't, if you aren't considered a good dog owner by Big Dog Ranch, they won't let you have the dog. So they, when they find a home, they just don't find a home. They find a good home, and that's the reason they're so popular. So if you're shopping around, I would not be going to some other shelter that you don't know. Uh, you know the source of the dog you don't know the dog was checked over uh, they actually have a quarantine level uh, quarantine uh, place for dogs they come in fresh to be sure they don't have any diseases they're warm they're 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 vaccinated uh, they're they're completely healthy uh, neutered and spayed uh, before they're uh, adopted uh, so it's a, it's a good bet for you 
and uh, Big Dog Ranch. Uh, you just go to earlsbook.com, and it'll take you to... Uh, well, it was about 10 years ago, this July 4, that I, I was looking around. I went to a bunch of the shelters here in West Palm, and I finally I went out to Big Dog. Yeah. And they matched me up with my little girl, Harley Quinn. And I say little, she's a 65-pound black and tan hound, and she is awesome. What a beautiful name, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, that's her name. Yeah, and it is magical uh, when you do go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And uh, you talk about, you know, details and matching, you know, that personality. There's a lot to be said about that with the a real person's personality. And it's, you know, makes a big difference when you get the dog home because you keep the dog. And their, their facility there is beautiful. And the photos that you, can, that you have online for the other lo- their other location in Shorter, Alabama, is they're over 100 acres plus there. And it is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah, you have a chance to go out there. You can really take in... You know, every bit of love uh, that they share with all of if us out there. If you want a little dog, we have little dogs, too. But that was the original name. I don't think, we're talking about naming cars. That was not a good name. I say that respectfully to uh, all the folks out there. But they change, They have a motto now, big and dog, we love them all. Big, big and small, big and small we love them all. Yeah. So, uh, But they're big dogs, small dogs, medium dogs. You name the, any kind of dog, we got them. Didn't they, yeah. they, they, they started off with Weimarammers, right? It was like mainly a Weimarammer yeah. restaurant. Yeah, rescue. that was Lori's favorite mm-hmm. yeah. breed. Beautiful dog. Yeah. And, you know, with Stevie being a, a, a stray, uh, you can understand the personality that uh, she's acquired. And she's a free spirit, you know. She's able to do whatever she wants to do. And uh, she is in charge. And that's mainly the reason that uh, she wants to go into a home with no dogs, no kids, uh, just her as, f- as far as her being the star of the show and being the only one. So uh, go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. She's a diva. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, and uh, you can take a look at all the dogs they have on that website. It's just amazing all the way around. And uh, like uh, Stu mentioned earlier, uh, you know, uh, uh, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, the total, uh, all the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. We have got to get to our mystery shop, and uh, Agent Lightning uh, did a great job, and Stu, of course, uh, you know, certainly wrote up a wonderful, uh, informative mystery shop. And that mystery shop is from Subaru from South Tampa. Okay. We talk about Subaru a lot of the show. Very complimentary as, a, as a, uh, one of the best manufacturers. Their problem is they can't build cars fast enough, but the cars they build are very high quality. Some reports give Subaru outstanding ratings on most of their models. Um, so I'll be uh, reading this mystery shopping report that Stu put together uh, from the notes from Agent Lightning, speaking as if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived mid-morning and was greeted by a salesman who happened to be sitting on a bench on his phone when I approached. He smiled, asked if anyone was expecting me that day. I said no. I'd been interested in seeing the new Outbacks, Subaru Outback and was wondering if they had any in their inventory. He responded affirmatively, asked if I'd like to take a look. We walked over to where they were in a lot, and I was particularly taken by the color of a new 2024 Subaru Outback Touring 
XT. It was a deep, rich burgundy. The MSRP manufacturer suggested retail price was $44,090. I didn't see an addendum. I didn't see an addendum. That's didn't say there wasn't one, but sometimes right. they're not affixed. Uh, he asked if I'd like to go for a test drive. I agreed and excused himself to grab the keys. As he was walking away, I realized I hadn't got his name. He turned and replied, Gabe, G-A-B-E, Gabe, before continuing on his way. He returned a few minutes later, and I sat on the driver's seat with him in the, in the passenger seat. He proceeded to detail the features of the Subaru, showing extensive knowledge about the Outback. He gave me more information than I needed uh, from uh, how the engine functions to maximum uh, to maximize gas mileage to the camera system, reminiscent of Tesla's. Gabe continued to educate me on the cars we drove around the neighborhood and then back uh, to the main road. Uh, Subaru, as I said earlier, it's just it's a good car. I mean, it's right up there, one of the best cars made. And so Subaru dealers typically... Uh, use that because a lot of people don't, aren't familiar with Subaru because there's, there's not that many on the road. But uh, they have got a great product. So uh, rightfully, uh, this salesman was very well trained in presenting the product. Once back at the dealership, he asked me how soon I was thinking about buying. I said that if everything went well, I'd love to pick it up later that day. He seemed enthusiastic, saying, great, let's make it happen. We went inside and he collected my information before excusing himself to talk to his sales manager. I asked about the packages on the car and explained that unlike other dealerships that perform a market adjustment, uh, add a market adjustment, they actually offer something beneficial to their customers as they drive to avoid financial hardships. Now, addendums, what he said is accurate. There's two kinds of addendum, and he talked about the fact that they just don't throw in uh, an increase in price without giving you something for it. And that's the other kind of addendum where they give you something for it. But unfortunately, the bad news is typically what they give you for it is worth very little <laughs> compared to what they're charging you for it. So I guess if I had to choose between the addendum for nothing or the addendum for almost nothing, I would probably take the one for almost nothing. But addendums <laughs> by nature are devious, misleading, and not right. Gabe said he would discuss with the sales manager the possibility of having it removed if that was the only thing stopping me from buying that day. He truly wanted to earn my business. Gabe then offered me uh, some water before excusing himself again to speak with the sales manager. He returned a little later with a sales worksheet. He started going over to the different elements of the price sheet. Uh, jokingly, I told Gabe, I'm not, long, I'm not young like you. Can I borrow your pen to write this down? I'll never remember all of this. Kind of remove some of the suspicion that she might be a mystery shopper. Very clever. Mm -hmm. uh, he began, the selling price was the MSRP, 44060 uh, Why they call this first price uh, the selling price. Uh, the, the selling price should be the last price, but unfortunately... Right. <laughs> They put it at the top of the page, and then they just keep on adding on to the selling price. And if they add on the selling price, it's not really the selling price. So um, they added $960.49 in government fees. And as Stu noted on the report, there's no car buyer in Florida that has to pay $960 in government fees. I mean, government fees are sales tax 
and uh, license plate. Uh, you can't come up with that amount. So in there, there's some Mickey Mouse junk fees like electronic filing is one of the favorite. Just about every dealer I know has something called electronic filing fee, which is just garbage, it's uh, BS. And then there's also another one that relates to what might be a license plate, and that's the tag agency fee, and that's just a junk fee. So um, they also added a $999 dock fee, uh, more nonsense, junk. $99 for Starlink, uh, is that the... Uh, I, I think, yeah, I th well, GM has Starlink or OnStar, so maybe Starlink OnStar. is their yeah, version that's probably of that. Uh, I, well, I don't know, it sounds like that, but... It's being added on probably a GPS device. What is it? Gun. Rick knows. I tried to Google it, and the only Starlink that comes up was is Elon, Elon Musk's Musk. space. So maybe internet. Maybe get you hooked up to the Starlink internet. Maybe that could be a. Some cars do have internet access now. Well, I know. We'll check that out. Then there was two thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars for Mag Buyers Advantage. What's the mag? I don't know. Mag buyer. <laughs> I was trying to make sense of the dealership's name. It yeah. didn't. It and makes no sense. Mag buyer's advantage. I mean, it would be like Subaru of South Tampa advantage, but mag, I don't know. And then, of course, there's $784.75 in accessories uh, before adding the sales tax. And when you add up the grand total here, guess what? Your out-the-door price is now $52,650. $615 and the MSRP was 44000 So there was a quantum leap, if I ever saw a quantum leap. That was I a, took lot of, notes. a lot of surprises there. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, it, disappointing. You know, uh, the, the salesperson was extremely knowledgeable on the product. And as I was reading that, I said, here, here the man has got, the salesman has got himself one of the best cars on the market to sell. Uh, and and if he revort, if he resorts to misleading, uh, devious bait and switch, junk fees, and the rest of it, what a shame! I mean, you got a good car, uh, sell it for a fair price. You got a good brand. I mean, a, a great brand, reputation. Yeah. Don't don't sully don't sully that brand. Anyway, as a shopper, back I'm now Agent Lightning again. I took notes, wrote down everything. He then asked if I had any questions. I asked if, if there was any way he could lower the price. He asked what. Uh, a price point would make this happen right now. I don't know what that means, price point, but uh, you know, what's your price that if if I give it to you, you'll buy it right now? That's all standard uh, back and forth, old school game uh, that all the car dealers virtually play. I say that I prefer to skip the extras and purchase the car below MSRP. Explain that Subarus don't really have much room for negotiation but if it's only a matter of a few hundred dollars, you could probably make it happen. And I'll say this again about Subaru. By definition, there's not many Subarus. They can't build them fast enough because it's such a good product. So even before the COVID issue and the uh, microchip issue and all the rest of the issues uh, with the economy, Subaru has always been a low supply, high demand car. So you're not gonna be able to get a big discount below MSRP on a Subaru in the best of times, and these are the worst of times. So just a thought if you're thinking about buying a Subaru. Um, he could probably make it happen. I informed him that I had an appointment to get to, uh, to, get to, but would be in touch. He requested that I wait a moment so his manager could greet me. 
I waited a few minutes and started walking towards the door. That always gets them out of their chair when you walk towards the door. At that point, the manager came over, thanked me for, oh, no, I wasn't the manager. It was just uh, Gabe again. I guess he, the manager didn't want to bother. So Gabe came over, thanked me for coming in, and said he'd be in touch. And there we have it. I mean, uh, uh, you heard the shopping report on a great car like a Subaru. And uh, what can I say? I know what Starlink is. Oh, what? Um, Starlink is a um, security feature offered by Subaru. Oh. Um, it's, it's optional, so they were preloading it. So even though it's a legitimate product, the way it was sold was not the right way to sell something. You know, but it's not related to the Starlink uh, satellites that uh, uh, Elon Musk. No, it says, yeah, this is probably, it came out before Starlink. It's uh, automatic collision notification, enhanced roadside assistance, so it is like the OnStar or the Toyota SOS um, system where you just push a button or if you get in an accident, uh, emergency services are notified. Okay. Well, hmm. we want you to vote and uh, you can uh, vote uh, on YouTube and uh, Stu sees them, I mean, uh, Rick sees them. Uh, you can uh, text a vote in and uh, we would like to see if you would give them an A, B, C, D, or F. Remember, we grade on the curve. So uh, we have very few A's. We have most very, of the C's, and, <laughs> and F's are uh, short, just like A's are short. But we still, if they pass, if they get above an F, they go on the recommended list, but at the bottom, unless they are uh, have an A or a B, which if you do, they be at the top of the list. Yeah. So I have some text uh, with some grades. Mark uh, text um, says, good salesman with knowledge, bad add-ons. Uh, dealer grade is the D, don't blame the salesman. And I 100% agree with Mark. Um, it's not, it's the culture of the dealership, it's the management, and that was a weird, that's a weird Subaru dealership. You know, it's not, it doesn't seem like the usual ones. Yeah, they seem a little more enlightened. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, but then again, this is Tampa. We haven't really shopped the Tampa market, and that's a big metro area with some, uh, a lot of competition. Over there, I think. Yeah, maybe we should uh, focus on the West Coast a little bit more because um, we might f discover some real gems over there. Yeah, yeah, I think things are done a little differently over there. Yeah. Um, you know, first, you know, I, I've heard it a lot from several people who live over there. All right, we have from uh, Bob, we have a G, uh, a G for fake dishonest government fees for a Subaru of South Tampa. And I think, uh, I think Bob's sliding further right on the scale of past F to G, <laughs> so it's, that's even worse. Um, I'm not gonna fail them, but I, this feels similar to last week. Um, it was all in the manner of how it's done. If they want to um, sell the car for, or for, I didn't even add it up, for a couple of thousand over MSRP. Yeah, be honest. Say, say this is the best it's car. A, and, yeah. It's a great car, sell the product. He did a great job selling the product, and he could show on Consumer Reports. Everybody knows that the suit, not everybody, but the people that do the research know the Subaru is a great product. And they also probably know that it's a limited production yeah. car. So if you're going to pay over MSRP for any car, it would probably be a Subaru anyway. So just come up with a number and say, this is my number. Yeah. And, and don't and play and, with and, it. And, if the, yeah. and the phone stops ringing, your number's too high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drunk fees, overpriced dealers, all accessories. Simple. Don't do that. Just be honest. Ask for the price and give the price, and then go to another Subaru dealer. Give the shopper the opportunity to shop and compare your price. That's all. Yeah. C minus from me. Okay. Right. Okay. Tom Steckel says D minus advantage plan and fake fees 
Subaru spelled backward is you are a bus. <laughs> and I'd take the bus before buying there. That's brilliant. <laughs> Johnny Z. Fraidley, too many fees for me as I give them D's. <laughs> Way think... to go, Johnny. Rocky Blockatiel, D is for devious, old school tactics. James Franti says, we bought two new 23 Ascent Touring SUVs three months ago from Subaru of Jacksonville, Florida. Here, the dock and tag fees are way too high, and I paid zero for concierge Starlink and got two years maintenance free with no add-ons. D for Tampa. Hmm. Brian Sidletko, disappointed in all the extra fees. D. Tim Gilliland, I can afford the car, but not the addendums. C minus. And James comes back to say, my two ascents had MSRPs of 51000 I paid 45775 plus a 653 dealer dock fee. In 2017. <laughs> plus Just my kidding. 6% sales tax. Actually, no, 23. Okay. <laughs> plus a 6% Sorry. sales tax and 140 to transfer each of my current Florida tags. Where was this? This is Subaru of Jacksonville. Okay. He is a great folks. Subaru dealer, he yeah, says. And, and, folks, listen, if you want a Subaru... Uh, call Subaru Jacksonville, even if you're in uh, California. <laughs> yeah, I, no, well, I'm in Florida or I mean, Georgia, yeah. or, or, or you know, if you're within a hundred miles or so. I mean, think of what, how, how, how far do you have to drive to negate a three or four thousand dollar advantage? So that's Subaru of Jacksonville. Let's be let's be sure that we we can't put them on the approval list, can no. we? It's not, not on, officially certified. Not on hearsay. Right. We'll have to shop Subaru of Jacksonville. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll we can put them as a uh, listener recommended. Uh, recommended by listeners. Listener Thanks, James. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Mark Anderson, D minus. Uh, Steve W says Mag could be Morgan Auto Group for something hey, to do with that Mag thing. You know what? That's pretty smart. Oh, pretty boy. smart. And that's where Morgan's headquarters over there in Tampa. There See, Larry, Larry, Very good. Larry Morgan. I'm friends with the guy. And I knew him when he first came into the business. I was on the board of directors with him. Great guy. He got too big. He's like number 15 yeah. auto group in the in Florida. He's one of the biggest. So you get too big, you lose control. Mm-hmm. I actually called him one time when they bought, uh, uh, you know, the, the you know, Arigo. He bought the Rigo chain out. And I called him because Rigo was ripping people off. And he actually called the store and changed some things around. Yeah. But you're so big, you can't keep your finger on everything now. So I bet it is Larry Morgan. And for me, I'm going to say C minus on grade. Um, I think you could probably do a little better. And I would go with James Fronty's advice. Take right. a cruise over to Jacksonville. That's right. Lovely city. Yeah. Yeah. They got a great zoo, too. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, folks, um, I'm extremely disappointed. Gosh, I, I love uh, the brand. I truly do. And the commercials, they just uh, touch your heart. And uh, it's really a shame that uh, South Tampa has to do what they're doing. And, uh, y- you know, there was a lot of tap dancing going on. And uh, I just, uh, I, don't, I don't like that tap dance. I don't like that dance. So for them, I give them an E. Nancy. Or maybe a G. Nancy, no dancy. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy, no dancy. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm waffling between a D plus and a C minus. Argument D plus. I think they're the same. Yeah. They are the same. <laughs> what, what was your grade? C minus. Uh, yeah, C minus. Oh. 
official. You said an A minus. Officially C minus. Yeah. Okay, folks. Uh, I, we all would like to wish you a happy Father's Day, and uh, yes. we want to thank all of you for joining us this morning. And, and I wanted to say happy Father's Day to my father. Oh. Happy Father's Aww. Day. And also to say uh, how son. lucky I am as as a son. I mean, I'm I'm 55 years old, and I still get to spend two hours every Saturday with my dad yeah. and hang out. Oh, Touching. Cool. Not very many guys my age can say that. Boy, huh. you right, talk about being lucky. All right, the two I hear of the theme you song. definitely are. Um, and so is, uh, you know, Josh and uh, Jason. Uh, but at any rate, um, thank you all for joining us. You're a huge part of this show, and uh, you make the show every single week. And don't forget uh, that you can go to uh, www.bigdogranchrescue.org. And uh, you can take a look of our featured dog of the week and see how much fun we all had in the, uh, in the studio. Don't forget uh, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. The, uh, the proceeds, all the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Rough. <laughs>